How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey, it's Tiara. Before we keep going, I just want to let you know that I am so grateful that you're listening to this podcast. You may have noticed some inconsistency with my episode output. It is my passion that the content I produce is essential, effective, good, and very beneficial to you. Unfortunately, the work behind this pod or podcast requires resources. I would love if everything was just thrown at me and I'm manifesting that it will be thrown at me. Shout out to the universe. But there is a small team behind this pod and so many podcasts that you may listen to. Not only does Hitting Play support the show, but I also have merch that goes towards this show also. To support Tea for the Queen would mean so much for me and to those who are helping me produce this podcast. So to show support, please go to teaforthequeenshop.com to purchase merch. Remember to use the promo code LISTENER for 10% off. I know there's something on there for you. We have shirts, we have keychain stickers, something for everyone. And also we have digital downloads of guided meditations if you're interested in that. So again, visit tforthequeenshop.com to support the show and its continuation. Thank you so much for listening and let's get back to the show. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in an era of staying woke. We explore current events and issues through the lens of feminism, progressive thought, discussion, peace, and love. My name is Tiara Burns. I am your host, and this is your episode. If I say Roe v. Wade, I'm sure you know where I'm going. I know because you listen to this podcast. Over here, we are all about human rights. Women's rights are human rights. Reproductive rights are human rights. The right to choose is a human right. And that's just how it goes. On June 24th, 2022, I think I got the date right. I'm pretty sure it's June 24th. The Supreme Court of the United States, with their unchecked recent authority, overturned Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision that made abortion protected under the United States Constitution in 1973. I believe that this is the first step to striking down most of the progressive legislation in the country. Unfortunately, I live in Texas, a state that honestly feels like a country of its own. Today's episode has been in the works for some time. What is happening in Texas makes me sick. Governor Abbott is urging adults to report supportive families of trans children as criminals, the power grid, the non-existent gun laws, and most unsurprisingly, voter suppression, which I have faced myself. 
My friend Thal, who is a native Texan, joined me to discuss our thoughts about Roe v. Wade and to just say, God damn it, Texas. This is unlike any episode I've done, but nonetheless perfect for what we all need right now. I know you guys will enjoy the discussion. It's a little unorthodox, but I really had a good time. I'll catch you on the other side. Yes. Um, how are you? Um, I wouldn't say blessed and highly favored, but I'm okay. Why aren't you blessed and highly favored? Why uh, not? Because I live in Texas. Okay. I live in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Because I, I mean, I have a residency in Texas, but living, I mean, no, like I, <laughs> I try to get out every time. I can. No, I, I wish I could get out. I'm just waiting for my partner to get a <laughs> stay home job. So then we both can get out because living here the whole time and then going to like another state and seeing how different it is. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a little, mm, it gets old, but like, I, that's why I don't understand why people want to move here. <laughs> it gets old so yeah. quick. And yeah, so many people are moving there and it does it does get old, especially I don't I don't know about you, but I well I know we're both like queer folks, so we have to like think about how we will, you know, what we will face continuing to live in Texas. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just it's it's just kind of like every day I'm just like exhausted with it you know um I'm in Baltimore now and people ask me you know oh you know how do you feel living in a state that's so conservative and it's just like uh, this past weekend was Baltimore Pride you just I don't know it's just when I'm in Texas I feel like I'm in the days I mean the thing yeah. is that's crazy to me is that I'm very disconnected. I didn't realize how conservative Texas was until I met people outside of Texas because I thought just East Texas was conservative. So whenever I moved to Dallas, I was like, Oh, there's like all these different like views and ideas and stuff. But because I've lived in, I was I've lived wrong. in Texas since twenty thirteen, and I'm just so and I just hate being so, there. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I so what happens when you meet even people from I other places? Even when I marched in the MLK Day Parade, kind of like, it was what is for it Martin like Luther King in the state that they're there at. Were I know I met a woman. There. I think I went to we went to the like, anti. Uh, are you anti, protesting again? Went to like a trans civil pride fest, and there was like counter protesters. Is that John Corbin? You know that counter protesters, which it's weird to have. I think it's Senator John Cornyn because it's Senator John Cornyn. John Cornyn, Senator of Texas. Yes, she's from New Jersey. And she was saying how different it is. He did a tweet. I screenshotted it. I like how I never get their. Yeah, and pretty much Barack did a tweet that said today the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent, it regulated the most intensely personal decision someone could make to the whims. Of politicians and ideologues, <laughs> ideological, ideologues. ideologues. Okay, yes. Attacking mm-hmm. the essential mm-hmm. freedoms of millions, and then he responded, "Now do Plessy versus Ferguson slash Brown versus the Board of Education." I looked up when we can vote them out. Apparently, twenty twenty seven. Um, so twenty twenty seven. Because I think senators have six years. Each time there, it's too damn long. 
That's way too long. That's why November 8th, I'm waiting to get you know who out. I'm not going to say anymore because you know I'm going to go on a rant. You can say it. You can roll on into that into that name. <laughs> Craig Abbott, so It's fine. <laughs> so many people do. Me and my grandma have like long conversations. Just picture me and an 85-year-old woman sitting here talking shit about Grey Abbott. <laughs> I can see like it. we will spend a good hour and a half on the phone just saying all the different things he could have done and how hypocritical he is as a disabled man to limit mm-hmm. how I don't know if you know he limits I think how much somebody can sue <coughs> over an accident if they're disabled. What? So he earned I think a whole good amount of money from because we all know a tree fell on his ass. Uh, and he I didn't know that a tree, a tree fell on him. I thought he was born no. that way. Okay. He got an accident, mm-hmm. got super rich from the lawsuit, uh, and then he prevented, I think, other disabled people from kind of getting the same thing. He's wow. very much of a hypocrite. Yeah, he is very much a hypocrite. Oh my god. I don't know the exact details, that's but... just the gist of it, but... Okay. Um so what so what has been like the most thing that surprised you about what Abbott has done recently? My for me it was um his thoughts about trans youth and his call to um to what is what was it to um report people who are basically supporting their children, report families. It's just I don't. I don't understand why people are so obsessed with the trans community. Yeah, I mean, for Abbott, it's something that didn't really surprise me because, like, I always expect the worst mm-hmm, from that mm-hmm. little man. Um, you can curse. This is an explicit podcast. Okay. I always so, expect the worst yeah. from the crusty bitch. And <laughs> okay, <thank you. laughs> so it didn't really surprise <laughs> me. However, it surprised me about how much people were okay with that like i know Mm -hmm. i shouldn't be surprised because texas is like super conservative but most of the people that i've met thankfully haven't been like super conservative but also i don't ever know like i recently uh as you know like i'm non-binary and i recently like came out to a couple of Mm -hmm. friends and i ended up not being friends with them anymore after that so are you serious it's really hard to like get people to respect Mm. that certain part of you because they're so used to saying like seeing another part so but if you don't mind me asking what was like their pushback they said it made no sense it just didn't make sense and I was like it how does it not make sense (laughs) so yeah here's my thing it's not for it to make sense to them I mean I can't explain like how like, you know, I have a hard time, like, explaining my feelings about why I feel, like, why I'm non-binary. Like, it's just something that, yeah. I guess, I've always known. For example, I remember mm-hmm. telling uh, my cousin, you know, Diavion, like, telling him whenever, like, I think mm-hmm. I was, like, 12, and he was, like, three, younger than me, three years younger than me. And I was, like, he was, like, well, what do you want me to put your name under my phone? And I was, like, just put potato. He's like pink potato, and I was like, no, just potato, because I am just a potato, and I really did not realize that that is like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't realize that it was just me wanting to be just neutral, 
like me not feeling as if I should be mm-hmm. a male or a female. So it's yeah. something that's always been there. And again, like for when it comes to like the a spectrum part on my end too, I didn't realize how much like heterosexuality is pushed on you as a child. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was just normal. So like whenever mm-hmm. my uh, parents or my family would ask me, oh, when did you get, did you have get a boyfriend yet? And I would be like, no. And they were like, well, do you like girls? And I was like, no, like, I don't like anybody. So <laughs> it took a long time to realize that that was normal. So because I felt like wow. there was something wrong with me because I was not dating. But also it's weird because they want you to date, but they don't want you to date. It's black households mm-hmm. are very, very, very strange. very strange. And then you hit a certain age and they're like, when are you going to give me some babies? When are you going to get married? And it's like, uh, uh, I had to sneak and start dating at 20. So... Um, hate to break it to you. You're going to be waiting quite a while. Um, but I want to go back to, to talk to speaking about Roe. So as we know, um, they overturned Roe v. Wade this past Friday. Um, I was devastated. I think so many have been devastated and there's so much more than just, I mean, not, not saying that abortion is something small, but there's a lot that's been taken away with overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I actually wrote about this last night. Me, I have been courting the ideal of divesting. You know what divesting is, right? Divesting is basically like completely don't care. I acknowledge that the shit stinks, but I'm not going to get any poopery. I'm not going to get glade. I'm going to go to another bathroom. And um, I've been courting the ideal of divestment as a Black woman because I think that the United States says they don't listen to us when we're always right. <laughs> don't They don't listen when we're always right. Um, they uh, It's like an... Un, it's a what do you call it? An unreciprocated relationship. We put so much labor into this country, um, especially when it comes to social issues, and it doesn't it doesn't um, doesn't give back to us. You know, even affirmative action it benefited white women more than any other any other racial group. So, I was I've been courting the idea of divestment because it just seems like a constant uphill battle. Like it's not going to change. No one's going to listen. Um, but with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I immediately knew that the people who would be, you know, affected the most is black and brown women, you know, black and brown people with ovaries. So yeah, I just, it's kind of like, I'm like, working through caring and what does that look like you know what I mean yeah because at the same time you don't want to get this is something like again we've been talking about for a while now it's only just now coming to light because Mm -hmm. a certain group is now affected by it by it so Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. don't want to get burnt out and you don't want to also Mm -hmm. again do the work as well but you also don't want to just sit there and just like let shit happen but I understand completely about you know, what you're talking about. I know that I talked to my grandmother about it, I think as soon as the leak came out, and she mm-hmm. was telling me 
that she was terrified because she also remembers what it was like before Roe v. Wade. And she said it was just kind of like disastrous. There's a bunch of deaths. Uh, I'm pretty sure people were leaving babies everywhere left to right. And it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's also like a disservice to her and the woman in her time who worked so hard to kind of get that far and just for them to like easily mm-hmm. just snatch it away. So I feel kind of like, I feel I feel numb mainly because everything horrible has just been happening back to back and I expected this to happen. Yeah. But I mainly feel more emotions for like my it feels weird for my grandmother because of mm-hmm. it feels like there is progress that happened and that all that hard work is just flushed down the toilet. In her lifetime. Yeah. And how old is your grandmother? She's 80, 85, 86. And she said that... So she's lived through... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go on. She's lived through it um, before Roe v. Wade and after Roe v. Wade. And she said things got so much better after Roe v. Wade. Oh. What'd you say? Uh, she um, was... She noticed things before Roe v. Wade, and she also experienced things after Roe v. Wade, and she said things kind of got better mm-hmm. after Roe v. Wade. And, like, did you see the stories on um, the way that, like, the different ways women were uh, disposing, like, uh, babies after they were born? No. Oh. There no, was, like, a Twitter um, post of somebody, like, talking about... Um, she was working in a nursing home and women's in their eighties and nineties were talking about the different ways um, that they uh, had to like dispose of babies because I think one woman said she had like too many babies. She had like up to six or something and she ended up like tossing them in the river and everything. Some people buried their babies alive. Like some people left it at their friend's house and just, they didn't know what happened to it afterwards. And, like, I'm pretty sure that's what happened whenever they found um, my cousin. So my mom said that she was younger and um, I don't know how old she was. I'm not really good with her age. She doesn't really let me know her age. <laughs> so um, she was young and um, she was with my aunt. They were walking down the street and they found this, like, abandoned house and they found a baby in it. Um, the baby had whooping cough. They brought the baby to my grandma. Uh, nobody came for the baby. So my great uncle adopted him. Wow. So now he's like wow. considered our cousin, but he isn't blood related. And you don't know who he's related to? Nope. Wow. And his, my great grandfather. My great grandfather, my great uncle, sorry. My great uncle uh, passed away and he was recently, I think, 101. So, I mean, are we really pro life if you're willing to take away rights to keep having this happen? So, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're not pro life. This is just racial preservation. Exactly. Hate to say it like that, but that's exactly what it, it is. is. What um, it is. Because if we were pro life, pro life. Um, sorry, if we were pro life, I think that um, this country would make it easier to exist. 
in this country. Yeah. Essentially, it's just anti-abortion. Like, it's just anti-abortion and um, sort of reestablishing certain pillars in uh, white patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it. Um, you can't really change the way I feel about it. I think it's just a, a reestablishment of that. And I think that um, we have to realize that there's so much more at risk. Clarence Thomas with his bitch ass um, mm-hmm. is seeking like, to turn overturn a lot of things. Ex- except for interracial marriage. Oh, yeah. No. Like, the fuck? I feel so... Yeah. Me personally... I know that, like, I feel like this is just, like, a very weird rant. I feel very, as a person who is also in an interracial relationship, it kind of disgusts me. <laughs> like, it disgusts me a lot mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's certain ways to handle it. I have a big dislike for people who make it their whole personality. And Like, being in an interracial relationship? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I hate when people make their whole personality, and I also hate when people think that they're better than other people. Like, specifically, black people think they're better than other black people just because they're dating somebody outside of the race, which is weird. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You know, that's racism. Mm-hmm. And that's to believe that white is right and it's better. And somehow if you physically attain that whiteness, that you're better. I think it's weird weird as hell, too. Oh, my God. Too many. I think. <sighs> I met too many people like that. And it's. Mm-hmm. They assume that I'm like them. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. So, Clarence yeah. Thomas is a crusty ass bitch sexual harasser who got away with all this shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i feel like he's not getting called out enough for my liking i feel like he's not getting called out enough for his bullshit so the thing um what was it i listened to a podcast today and He's sort of been going against the grain of the Republican agenda, the conservative agenda, if I should say directly. Um, They kind of want him to be more subtle about the goals that they have. And he's going against what they want him to do as far as like letting him know we're coming for Obergefell. We're coming for Plessy versus Ferguson. We're coming for, um, what was that? I forget the other one, but I know they already uh, stroked down uh, Planned Parenthood, overturned Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand where, where this guy is going. Um, but I do know that my, I'm worried about the, um, the right to marriage in all of this, but I, I feel like we're, we're digressing. <laughs> no, um, we are. Yeah. No, I want to, I do want to talk about Roe and what that means for, um, for people, especially in Texas, mm-hmm. um, because Texas did is one of the States that had trigger laws set in place. Um, 
So what have you found out to be like what what's happening now in Texas now that Roe has been overturned? I haven't seen any. I've read something that says the immediate changes are going to have happen 30 days after. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't gotten to that 30 days yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, for me personally, I'm more scared about because like, um, I told you that I have like PCOS. So having a regular period and also knowing like when I'm ovulating is like thrown in the air all the time. Right. And birth control, I'm always on birth control. I'm happy that it's free because I feel like everybody should have access to birth control, which I'm a little scared that we might not have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is well, interesting. You know they're coming for contraception in the next so it doesn't surprise yeah. that's why i'm trying to get an explanation on stop up yeah <laughs> it's take it out bar bitch <laughs> oh god i know someone uh, i talked to them on friday they were like i am not taking this iud out fuck that <laughs> oh no oh my god i heard so uh good. i'm thinking maybe i'm thinking of like the ring uh i heard that was the ex- ring? i think that's what i was uh thinking about with that in are you sure it's IUD. not iud no, I'm talking. I want an IUD. I'm talking about like the painful version, the implant in your arm. Not the imp. Well, never mind. I want the implant. I don't want the IUD. There we go. Okay. Okay. IUD. I heard is super fucking painful, and I'm not about that life. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like they're forcing us. Like we already know they're pretty much trying to. Um, I actually don't under like. I know that we have our theories that you also said that there is essentially, um, I think you said race reservation. Preservation. Preservation. Trying to preserve the white race because that's where the, the birth rates uh, are declining. I'm serious. It's kind of baffling because you're going to take away contraception. You don't want us to get mm-hmm. pregnant. You don't want to, well, my bad. You don't want us to abort the fetus, right? But you're not giving us any preventative methods. So do they just want us to be celibate? The thing is, they know that we're not going to be celibate. They know that, but that's what they're baking on. But what they don't realize is that like these millennials and Gen Z understand that the gig is up. Like this is not, even if you do become with, with a, with, what do you call it a fetus or you become with child however you want to word it pregnant i don't know this is still not this is still not an economy exactly or a country i mean we can barely afford to, to take care of children. ourselves we sit out here trying to make huh do something we sit in about trying to make like three times the rent yeah and we I'm can't even make gone. three times the rent so you expect me to carry a child yeah. I barely could take care of this dog. <laughs> yeah. And I read to, I also uh, found out there have been bidding wars on rental property. People trying to rent uh, apartments. What There's the bidding fuck? wars going on as if they're looking to buy a house. So there's no, there's no safety net in this country. There's no full uh, s- supportive structure for, How do you feel for the individual. 
Oh, sorry. Continue. Like, how do you feel about the older generation saying, like, having a problem that we don't want to have kids? They were able to live in the country, and when the country was still pretty, pretty young, the economy was in a better place. It was a safer place for them to have children. They're looking at it, in my opinion, from a perspective that does not, that's sort of selfish. When they could just easily have a kid, they could support that kid and they'd be okay. Even though in our community, like with welfare systems, although not all of us were raised on welfare, there was um, legislation that was against the nuclear family with two-parent household. But I don't think that... um, I don't know. I don't believe that's there anymore, but it's so there's so much more to raising a child than I feel like there was yeah. back because before, like, you know? Yeah. No, I was like, because uh, the minimum wage is still fucking low. Everything is super expensive. Uh, formula shortage. I have friends who are, who have babies who can't get formula. Um, so, I mean, I remember I told my grandparents, because also, like, with the whole PCOS thing, I kind of, I talked to my doctor about, like, different ways, like, if I did decide to have kids or, like, how I can become a little more fertile. So I was pretty much saying, okay, well, maybe this is, like, a blessing in disguise. Like, we'll just get a dog. Dog will be my first child. (laughs) Dog is inexpensive. Compared to a child, a dog is not expensive at all. So... I'll take my chances with the dog. And I, I completely, I mean, I love Marley. <laughs> it's my baby. Um, but no, I, I, I agree with you. It's very hard to raise a child in this country. Not only that, I also, you know, I look at it from the black, black, uh, black sensible, black person's perspective for us to, um, for us to have, to become pregnant there's so much risk for us. We have a healthcare system that doesn't believe us. They think we have a higher pain tolerance. Um, even still, although there is a lot of knowledge out against that, um, you have uh, also the healthcare system doesn't generally believe that we always want our babies. Um, there's not a holistic approach. There's no, there's no actual process for helping black women deal with how epigenetics has faced has you know affected our bodies and how we carry generational trauma i intentionally say generational trauma and not curse because i think that is i hate that term um that's because i grew up in a black church and they haunted me with it (laughs) anyways um i just don't think i just don't think that um it's just like I have to look at it from that angle. Like it's just not a great place for us to have children, and more and more of us are waiting after we're in our thirties to have children. And procedures such as in vitro fertilization are definitely needed and super important. So, um, and you should not be considered a murderer if you have to exactly. Abort uh, pregnancy. I feel like you know <laughs> you should not. I. I remember asking my mom kind of like how her pregnancy was with me and my sister. Um, I also read something. I forgot where I read it, Mm -hmm. but they were saying that C-sections are overly used um, when it comes to giving, giving birth. My mom had like a C-section with my older sister and that was her first time having a child, but she didn't have one with me. Um, But she told me like different stories about um, 
her pregnancy with me and my sister, she almost lost her life like twice having me and my sister. And I told her, I was like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I was like, you can always make another, like, I know it sounds pretty morbid, but you can always make another baby. Like, I feel like, oh, wow, I'm very morbid. (laughs) It's like, I feel like there's um, always like a chance to make another baby whenever it's the right time. And what's the point of having mm-hmm. a child whenever the child's also going to be in like really bad circumstances, probably like be starving in food, starving in food, starving for food and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also like my mom, when it came to my pregnant, not pregnancy, sorry, her pregnancy with me, um, there was a lot of things that wasn't consensual, whatever she was uh, um, getting uh getting ready to give birth or getting like checkups. Mm. I think she told me that they um, wanted to Mm. um, wake me up because apparently like babies sleep upside down in women's stomachs. I don't know that. Um, So they had this little tool, I guess they used back then where you would like shock the baby in your stomach. And she didn't know that they were going to use it. Yeah. What? She didn't know that they were going to use it. So she was pretty pissed. Um, they did that inside to you? my mom's stomach, yeah. But yeah, <gasps> because they wanted to wake me oh up. Oh my god! I think it was just a small jolt, jolt. But I was like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also, like one of she said while she was giving birth, uh, that one of the nurses says that they're going to try to give her a natural pregnancy, and she was like, "No, you not. You better give me this epidural." <laughs> It's like, so wow. I, that's one of my biggest fears. Me and my partner talked about it. Like, if I'm going to end up giving birth to a child, I am so afraid to have it in the United States. I would rather go to a different country and mm-hmm. get it done there mm-hmm. and actually feel like I'm taken care of and that my concerns are listened to. And I also yeah. told uh, them that I'm also going to have to ask them to be an advocate. It's sad, but I'm going to have to ask them to be an advocate for me, and I might also get a doula. I'm willing to use most of my resources because that is one of my biggest fears. Especially, uh, did you hear about um, Serena Williams' pregnancy? Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. no. Because money Mm -hmm. doesn't matter, honestly. It doesn't. So you essentially have to just fight for to be listened to. You have to fight. Yeah. It's so sad. It's crazy. Yeah. But um I before because I, I we have to we have to wrap it up. Um I want to read off what what exactly is happening in Texas after, now that Roe has been overturned. Here, let me turn my camera back on. I don't know what happened with the Wi Fi okay. by the way. Um Okay, where is it? So in 30 days, this is what will be in effect. So it will be considered a first three felony with the $100,000 penalty. Um, Exemptions are, um, well, they are not rape, not incest. Um, If the life of the mother is at risk, that's an exemption. And the severe birth defect is not enough for an exemption either. This is in 30 days. Um, 
Yeah. But I still know they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And some states are, you know, some states it's it's even uh it's worse. It's worse. And this only so, benefits like rich mainly rich white people because they can fly out of the country and do the shit. Mm-hmm. They can fly out of the country. They can just go a couple few hundred miles to go to another place. <laughs> they have that benefit. But for us, that's not the case. There was a clinic, a reproductive health clinic that um, had to halt completely their abortions as soon as it was overturned. And they had patients screaming and crying in the lobby and begging for help. article. Do you know if they're mm-hmm. going to um, do something about, because I know that there is a certain company, I'm not going to say the name just in case, uh, there's a certain company that will send abortion pills. Like you can talk oh, no, with the doctor company. and mm-hmm. like they'll get mm. you to a doctor and they can honestly send abortion pills. I'm wondering because when you think of abortion, well, when most people think of abortion, they think of the medical procedure. I don't know if they think of the actual like mm-hmm. um, intake of like medicine. So I'm wondering if they're going to like outlaw that or is that like a small loophole we'll have? Because honestly, I'm, I don't use the period tracking app anyway. I know that you told me to like not use it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I can't use it. <laughs> so, why? Because your your periods are inconsistent. No, I haven't had a period, and this is TMI. I haven't had a period uh, because of my PCOS, and maybe maybe oh, since last August. Oh wow. Since last August. Yes. Oh wow. You know, my period is um I only have my periods only last like two and a half days. I used to have them so whenever I, I was just taking going out of business. Periods are going out of business. <laughs> I think mine are going out of business. Well, mine's already put their for sale sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Ovaries are like, all, all right, right tell me. Good job, bitch. I remember it. Like you gave me, what was it? Twenty four years. Bye. You had a good thirty years. Good job. job. (laughs) We're out of here. We had high hopes, but apparently it's not gonna work right now. I still want a baby. Not (laughs) close. But no. Um. What do you call it? Yeah, you were asking about the period period tracking app. So my, my fear with that is that the government will attain rights to period tracking apps and um, start uh, taking data and um, basically doing what they want with the information to um, control women's bodies. So for whoever uses a period tracking app faithfully and actually use it, that is something you should probably look out for. Um, if you're like me and haven't used it, you should probably just delete your whole account because it's probably saying you're pregnant right now. <laughs> and if you are use, if you must use any period tracking app, if you have an iPhone, use the one that's integrated into your iPhone. Do not use the Flow app. Do not use these private businesses because they they're selling that shit, and they're also probably selling your biometric data as well. So, yes. 
Um, Val, do you have any last final thoughts? Can you turn your your camera on? Oh, hold on, honey. Hello. Um, I mean, I put on my bullet point that it was just like another. Um, I know we wanted to talk about Texas seceding or mm-hmm. attempting to secede, and also yeah. my thing also. It's like two different points, Texas seceding and also how it disturbs me that Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh has the ability to say what women do with their bodies and they're sexual harassers, sexual assaulters, rapists, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that doesn't disturb anybody. I know that people will always try to justify them. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather not you know, have my body uh, regulated by a sexual assaulter. So that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. Or even just men in general. People born with penises. Oh, yeah, no. You could say that. People yeah. born with penises. Well, cis people born, born with penises. Yeah. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com.